Philadelphia. I am non-exclusively franchise-tagged host John Barchard, exclusively tagged host Vince Quinn, and exclusively uh, tagged engineer uh, Mr. Taylor Credatus. All here. It is Melinda Birdman. So glad you could join us. And boy, oh boy, are people mad about Howie Roseman already. It's been weeks since the Super Bowl. Can't wait to get into that with you. But Vince Quinn, man, oh man, ask and we shall receive. Here is the non-exclusive tag for Lamar Jackson. And uh, for some awful reason, you think this is being underutilized or something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Vince yeah. Quinn, first of all, how are you? Second of all, tell me your wrong opinions. Uh, first off, I'm amazing and, and uh, everything just feels good. I lost a couple of pounds. I certainly needed that. I think my goal in future years will be to put on weight so I can lose weight and that people could tell me I look good for the weight that, that it's I put on. It's for me, by the way. You just, you just gain 10, lose 20, and it's just uh, really healthy to do that, by the way. That yo-yoing, fantastic. So, oh, yeah, it's great for your body. Uh, the compliments keep coming, so. That's all that matters. It's all about our egos. Um, but, yeah, man. Dude, I, I, you look at everything that goes on with the non-exclusive franchise tag, and nobody uses it, and I'm looking around going, why the fuck is nobody using this thing? It makes all the sense in the world. It helps everybody. Like, here's what happens with the non-exclusive tag. First off, baseline is the same, okay, as the exclusive. It's the same in terms of what a player is owed once they get that tag. The minimum that you can pay, it's the same. So that's, that's the first part. But here's the second part that's so interesting about it is if I'm a player – I get to go on the open market. I get to discuss with everybody. I get to see what my offers are. And those offers are more than one year. You can get multiple year offers on the market as a player because you're on the market. That's what people can offer you. A franchise tag is a one-year thing. You're stuck in that box. So if I'm a player, I want that. If I'm the team, I want that. Because if I disagree about what this guy is, all the franchise tag does is punt a year and you hope something changes that fixes your your leverage dramatically. So outside of that, you might as well have the guy hit the market, see what he's actually worth, and you're still protected. I mean, it's it's two first-round picks that you're getting awarded if you lose the guy. What's the risk? Like, I, I don't care you lose who Lamar it. Jackson. What the fuck? This yeah. is what I would have been enough to pay him anyway. So if you're not going to pay him anyway, then who cares? You weren't going to pay him. You can't agree to a deal. Somebody is willing to pay him. And now that they found that and you were wrong about his value, you fucked up. Well, here's two first-round picks for your mistake. Man, well, this is like no one uses this for a reason. It means, and I agree with, this is not original thought because everybody's been saying this, but it's just true. If you're to this point, with your franchise quarterback, you fucked up. Somewhere along the line, you fucked up royally, really, really bad. Like, and that's what you—that is what you're presenting to the world and the rest of the league. And by the way, the rest of the league has already responded and said, "Fuck you, do your own homework." The Panthers have already said, "I'm—we're not doing this." Even the Desmond Ritter hive, which is trying to be collapsed and, and by by the entire world, is saying, "No, thank you. We're good." We are good for Lamar Jackson being here. Eagles fans would not even dare to entertain a Lamar swap here, mainly because we talked about that last episode and A.J. Brown. But, like, this is the exact scenario in which uh, it's coming true. Like, man, uh, I don't know why everyone, half of the league, more than half of the league, is not, is not like, waiting for this. I, I Maybe it's because... Or in on this, I should say, if they're waiting for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets thing to settle, which is nope. apparently happening today, uh, <laughs> which I, I I don't think is going to happen. Um, 
But either way, whether you agree or disagree with with what the Ravens are doing, and I think they're being total idiots here, um, this is going to slow up the show for Jalen Hurts and just be prepared if this thing goes into July because that guy is it's still controlling bad. the market and Daniel Jones only made this harder, I think, to pay Jalen Hurts right now, and so did Derek Carr. Like, both of those guys oh, got what? signed. They're bullshit deals. They're $35 million for two, two or three years or $40 million when it comes down to it. Uh, but the flashy number is still the flashy number, and they're going to wait and see, man. So I hope you I hope you are ready and prepared with lots of snacks and hope you're ready to gain some weight this summer because we're going to be waiting around for a long time for that news. No, it's a loose trend of going to look great in a swimsuit. But the other side is, first <laughs> off, all your points about the Lamar Jackson stuff Help my point. Like, he goes on the market. Uh, did they fuck up? It doesn't look like it to me. All that's happened is he hit the market, and all these teams immediately said, we're out because, it, it, one, collusion, definitely. And two, yes. <laughs> no, no, and nobody nobody wants to give this guy a guaranteed deal, and that's always been what he's wanted, regardless of the bullshit that's been out there that's always been the case. So, given all of that, the Ravens have now looked at this guy. He said, I want a guaranteed deal, pay me. They say no. They say, okay, go check the market. You tell us that you can get that deal. Someone's offering it, and they want to keep them. They'll match it. They, they have the right to match. Well, nobody's probably offering that deal. So, if anything, that makes it better in the case of re-signing Jalen Hurts because you're not going to have to negotiate against all that guaranteed money. And then uh, for guys like Derek Carr and all that, I mean, it's like, I don't know, what's $35 million a year? I, I don't think that's a big deal. The Daniel Jones stuff is inflated. There's there's stuff that has to do with incentives that are baked into that deal. So uh, I, I think he's in the ballpark of like $46 million a year, $48 million a year. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you. Okay. I, I'm telling you. So I think I think you're looking at that, and that's what I said last week. It's like 40, 46 to 48 six-year contract. That's how you get around all the guaranteed stuff. He gets guaranteed money over six years. That's, so, a, that's a nice that's a nice analytical evaluation, which will get blown out of the water in eight short weeks or so. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like if, if you think he's making under 50 now, not happening. Like, I, I was having this argument in the Discord, and feel free to jump in at any time, com. This idea that Howie – I'm not saying that Howie Roseman won't find a good deal out of this. He will. It'll be a good structured contract. Not worried about that for one second. But if you think they have power with Jalen Hurts' contract, you're insane. And, and this is they, there is no leverage when the guy you traded for also would like shut down immediately and demand a trade if you screw with this money or if you tag him. Which, by the way, um, I was wrong. I thought the Eagles have never tagged anybody or let anybody play on a tag. Uh, they, did you know that they fucking they tagged L.J. Smith and they play they let him play because Donovan wanted him back? I completely forgot about that. Wow, you should have known then. But like the the Eagles don't do this shit, and they already committed. They already committed. So, Clutch Sports is gonna suck every dollar out, and everybody's gonna be worried until me. It's like, can we? Can they do anything because Jalen's gonna put them out of business, or I don't know, whatever it is, which. Man, I don't know. Do you have any, do you have any other uh, thoughts on this? Because I I really getting to the defense now and where Howie and all this other stuff and all this shit lies, it's driving me crazy. I think you hit the panic button and now now you're you're driving I me mad. How dare you? Just because I get loud, all right, does not mean I'm hitting the panic button. 
Uh, this is this is how it goes, and we can get into the life cycle of that. I mean, yeah, everything with Hurts, I think it gets resolved soon, and the leverage they've got is the franchise tag. I mean, they can always franchise Jalen, and if they want to do that, they can, and that's a year from now. I'm just saying, if you want to talk leverage, they do have leverage, and that's part of the reason that you go get a deal done now, and it's a standard structured deal because, you know, collusion is real, and his market for that has also gone down. So uh, I, I think that's where everything is with Jalen. But, yeah, defensively, man, like, I, I think everybody oh, needs I'm to. I'm sorry, real quick, low key, the Browns fucked the Ravens, and I think they did it on purpose. They're, oh, they, uh, they're, 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 they're like, we have no, no moral compass at all. We are going to pay this absurdly shitty person the most money in, in the history of the NFL, and we're in your division, and we're going to make you choose right now. Don't, I, I mean, I, the NFL is conniving enough, and I just, <laughs> because. You're gonna get caught. You're gonna look like shit either way. If you let this guy walk because you're not gonna pay him what the shitty quarterback got paid, that's a that's a big problem for that fan base. That's all. Well, well, Deshaun Watson, shit person, and had a shit year this year. When it hit the market, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and he was like twenty. And but but so is but so is so is Lamar. So is Lamar. That's all I'm saying. And, yeah, I mean, and, it's byproduct. Like yeah, that's that's what it is for me. It's a byproduct of just being in the same division and just being a quarterback around the same time. The Browns, the Browns really they saw they saw everything with Baker Mayfield. They decided to put all their problems on him, and then they they said, okay, well if we go all in for Watson, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Our roster's great, and it, so far it does not look like that's going to happen at all. So I I think I just think that's what it is. They were desperate, <laughs> but regardless, um, there is a. A lot of transition happening here still as well. There's a lot of things that are still up in the air. Did you see the Eagles Twitter preakout, by the way, when CJGJ is given his, hey, thanks, thanks for everything, Philly, or all love, I think it was, a bunch of comments saying, hey, congratulations, you're not going to be around. And if it's true, that's true. But, I, I, you know, like people do this shit all the time. I think it's just Frank Gore has scarred me for life. I don't trust anyone a week and a half before the free agency starts. So, I, in my mind, CJGJ is still here, and a reporter is going to ask him, well, what the hell was all that, about that stuff about, you know, it's all love? I was like, oh, I'm just going on vacation. Because, <laughs> you know, like, that's the other part of this, too. We're not going to hear a ton of news because everyone's on vacation. Everyone. They had a they had a late end to the season. I don't know if you knew this or not, but, uh, you know, like, they're, they're just jumping on planes left and right to go chill out and, like, not – talk about anything for a couple of weeks so we probably won't have a, a bunch of answers but I do agree it doesn't look like most of the secondary all of the secondary is going to be back uh Hargrave is not going to be back Adam Schefter reported uh on ESPN radio that uh they're all going to have big paydays I still think one of them has to have a big payday here but what does it tell you if CJGJ, Hargrave, and Bradbury will not be re-signed? Well, yeah, what it tells me is they want to re-sign Hassan Reddick. That's that, not now, but think about this, right? you got a plan for what this franchise is going to be for the next couple of years. You're giving Jalen a new contract. It's a whole new world. So that's all well and good. That's going to adjust things a lot substantially anyway, and leaning towards offense over the defense is totally fine by me. But the other part of this is, like, Reddick right now, he's, you know what he's getting paid this year? Because top of the market, as a defensive end, is an edge, right? $28 million. It's, that's T.J. Watt right now. He's making $28 million a year. 
Hassan Reddick this year is getting paid $7 million. <laughs> Seven. Seven million. Three-year deal, 20, he's, and, and next year, so the year after that, 2024, he's going to get paid the most money on his deal, $20 million. So he's going to be, next year, $10, year, $10 million less than the top pass rusher in the league. There you go. You're looking at, if you're looking to pay a guy like that, that's going to happen next year. you got to plan for all that stuff, which means, okay, you can't pay Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. You can't pay Javon Hargrave. You're investing in this guy who's an elite edge, and it is what it is because it's that. It's quarterback. It's A.J. Brown. It's offensive line. You can't have everything, and they just need to win every game by 30 points. It's going to be fine. Uh, so uh, they're just, they're just going to score like crazy. So go do that. Like that's That's okay, and that's part of why last year's roster was so special. It's one of the best rosters I've ever seen in my life, period, let alone the best roster I've seen in this city. You can't replicate that. You're going to have to let a lot of things go. So keep Reddick. Believe in that guy. Let him be your horse for the next couple of years and figure everything else out along the way, just young guys, vets, all that. Something's up. That's all. I think there is a – whether you believe it or not, I don't know. Do you, do you buy into the, uh, the Marcus uh, – my goodness, my brain is failing me. Um, uh, oh, the, Mar- right. Marcus Hayes, yes, I, thank you. I'm buying into the Marcus Hayes. Denard Wilson was fired. Uh, not not just parting ways amicably or whatever whatever it was you know originally stated. I'm I'm buying into that. I, I just because like, listen, if Denard Wilson was be like, hey dude, you know we lost Rallis, Gannon's not here. We're reshaping everything. The secondary is not even going to be the same. This whole thing that we have to learn is not even going to be the same system that we run or to be oddly you know close to it. So. I think that's in, in playing here and a very motivated Howie Roseman of saying like, well, you're not just going to leave nobody on the defense, right? Um, everyone is suggesting that it's going to be a hell of a quiet offseason for Howie Roseman. And I just don't buy that, do you? There's too many things that are departing. There's two, There's a brand new defensive coordinator. And yes, things are similar, but you suggested this. You know, when we thought Gannon was going to get hired the first time in 21 with the Texans, be like, listen, are they just completely shifting this? Because Fletcher Cox is not going to come back. Hargrave is not going to come back. I don't think it's just because of money. I do think that they're still trying to push and evolve into this philosophical place that they want to be. If it was just more out of curiosity or player information, which is, you know, very relevant this time, maybe they are just scouting Nate you know, Nick Herbig at edge <laughs> and, and want some more information from Wisconsin or Michigan or whatever it is. But to me, this really looks like an opportunity for Desai who looks as if and smells like a Gannon head coach in the future type of guy that wants to implement the philosophies from Fangio from him, which they buy as close to or better. I, I don't know, but um, it looks as more he's going to have a, a lot of hands in personnel. And I think that's what they're leading. I wouldn't be shocked if one of these picks, either first rounder for a premium defensive tackle, an edge, a corner, something like that has to fall here. They have too many good assets and probably one of the last, well, I don't know, how is a genius? So I can't say, I can't say never, but like a really good opportunity with a top 10 pick and people are biting to get it because of QBs or fucking running backs, maybe, (laughs) but um, yeah. I don't think they are close to – they have one more shock and awe coming for the defense, I think. 
I think they're going to be busy as shit on draft day. I mean, like, the, the whole draft, they're just going to be moving like crazy because part of it is they've got so many holes in the middle of this draft. I mean, they got picks to the third round, and then you're not picking again until the seventh. You can't tell me that's going to be the case. Also, think about this, right? Howie loves comp picks. All these guys hitting the market, they are comp picks, uh, most likely. And and part of it's going to be even – so Turbo Mike just put it in the Discord this morning. Mike Garofolo saying that – uh Andre Dillard could get a pretty big contract because people think he's a starting left tackle. So, great. That's another comp pick. If the Eagles get comp picks from, like, Chauncey, Hargrave, Cox, uh, Dillard, I, I know I'm missing somebody else, uh, Bradbury, if they're getting comp picks from all those guys, they're going to have 13 picks in next year's draft, and that's a lot of picks, third round, fourth round, maybe fifth round. So, if you're getting all that, I don't see why they don't get a lot of those picks from next year and trade into this year's draft. I think we see that a couple of times because they need young guys on defense. I, you, maybe you get one of those guys, premier player at the top, whether it's corner, safety. I mean, I've been advocating a safety at the top before. Uh, <laughs> either way, well, whatever they go and get, it, that's that's the kind of thing that you do, and you build this defense over the next two years. Like, Sean Desire over the next two years, he's shopping at Lytle. He's shopping at Aldi. You know what I mean? It's like he's not getting all the store brand. It's all store brand stuff. He's not getting the big names and the high prices. He's got to make it work, and, and that's just going to be the deal because you are paying quarterback. You are paying the line. You are paying A.J. Brown like a Dallas Goddard. It is what it is. So, yeah, go all in on the defense like that. Start figuring those things out. Those are going to be the biggest splashes, just being super active in the draft. Everything else, I, you're just trying to find value. Like, uh, are they going to have that guy first day to go and sign that guy and go, oh, shit, they just went in on this dude. They really love this guy, which was Javon Hargrave a couple of years ago, which was Hassan Reddick last year. Is that guy out there? I, I haven't heard anybody. I, I don't know, and we've been surprised the last couple of years anyway. So who's that guy? And uh, otherwise, yeah, man, just a bunch of movement through the draft, which is what Howie's great at. And they've had a huge pattern of that. That's not just a one-off either of, of trying to find Hargrave. Timmy Jernigan was was supposed to be in that same way. Um, you know, you found Slay in the same way. And I like that. You know, like I know that they need to use draft picks, but I still feel like there's something coming. Let me just put this in your head, too, because it's the, it's the most logical person that I can think of. Uh, you've traded with this team before. Shane Steichen is over there now. DeForest Bunkner is right around Hargrave's age. He's a little less right now. He's got no guaranteed money, I believe, after this year at all, which you could completely restructure. You know, I don't know what kind of asset we're talking about there, but like a second, a third, a combo of picks. Uh, I think he's very relevant to like Hargrave I think he plays more in a he can a little more versatile I would say and and probably a really good compliment to Jordan Davis or somebody that is where Jordan Davis is replacing in that rotation I think that would be something fair and fun if you want to shoot for the stars you're already turning me down on this one you're saying no way but Vita Vea again the AFC South is just sitting there kind of going like I don't know we're, we're hanging out to be honest like I would love to see the possibilities of redesigning the whole thing if you wanted to. If the Saints come calling, because now we're li – listen, I, 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 the other thing I'm not dismissing either is no one has put out the Matt Patricia fire. Not one person. Not one person has said, oh, that would be ridiculous. Darius Slay is, is here. They, that won't work. Okay. You fired Denard Wilson. You've, you've got, you're restructuring everything. There's a brand-new defensive coordinator come in. Does he like Slay? We don't know. We haven't asked. 
The Saints just signed Derek Carr. They're stupid. They like to do stupid things. If you can if you can get a third or a fourth or whatever for Darius Slay, I'm sorry, I'm it's no hate towards Slay at all. I'm just saying if you're going to go kaboom on this thing and give away everything and redesign it, I'm listening. That's all. I think there's a a, a bunch of different things you could do. I think Howie has been very creative, and I would expect at least a target at D tackle if this is the way you're going to go here. Yeah. See, I, I, here's here's really how I think all of this is, and and nobody wants to say it. It's a transition year. It just is. Like you're losing your whole defense. You're about to pay your quarterback a, a billion dollars. That's how it goes. That's okay. And so thinking about all the kind of moves that they're going to make, like I don't think they're going heavy on veterans, and I really wouldn't trade for veterans. Like the Derrick Henry thing I think is fucking ridiculous. Do I (laughs) – last year, when you're going for the Super Bowl in that moment, does it make sense to trade for Derrick Henry? Sure, it's it's more interesting than it makes more sense than you're going all in for the moment. But, like, now, uh, for what? Like, you – you have like $47 million in dead cap money. You need to reset a whole lot of things this year. I think it's like stopgap city, man. It's like stopgaps and kids and all that stuff. But it, but all that being said, you could slay, you could trade slay, you could save $4 million. But I want to win games. Like, I got to rebuild my whole secondary potentially. Epps is gone. Chauncey's gone. Bradbury's gone. So if I'm losing all those guys and my only guy in the secondary is Maddox right now, I got to sign all these other people. I just... I don't know. I, I that feels like I don't a lot know, of tr- man. I, I, yeah, but, but but I'm just saying there is there is, you know, Shaquille Griffin just became a free agent. Uh, Marcus, I mean, I don't want Marcus Peters here. Trust me. <laughs> uh, Patrick Peterson again, around the same age. That is that stopgap. So like, you get something for Slay, make it a one year contract for one of those guys. You or you know maybe you make it Patrick Peterson, Shaquille Griffin, go crazy in the draft wait for those third round comp picks to hit the next year and keep filling in the secondary. I agree with you. I just think you have to still, and this is what I love. Honestly, you tell me if I'm crazy here, if you have bad thoughts about Allie Roseman right now, shut the fuck up. Like, (laughs) stop it. Bitch in April, bitch in May, after the draft, after free agency, I'm all ears. I'm ready for criticism, but the greatest thing that Howie Roseman is already doing, which I think people are pre-blaming him for, is he's not going to be able to maintain what he set up, right? He's not going to be able to maintain this. Oh, no. He's already not making the mistakes from the last time that they won the Super Bowl. You would be saying, like, oh, come on, just pay. We're all saying, come on, just keep this team together. Oh, come on, just pay him. Come on, just pay CG. Come on, just pay Hargrave. And he's going, No. That's where we fucked up last time. No, I'm not bringing Brandon Graham back on a one-year deal. No, I'm not going to bring back Bradbury. Everything in my bones wants me to tell me to do it, but he's 30 and going to make a shitload of money. Like we, One, they just don't have enough money, and that's true, but he's also being incredibly disciplined so far. So, like, great. You know, I, I think this is awesome. It's going to lead up to, uh, I think, uh, some very interesting things in free agency. And where this team lands in 2025, I think it'll be awesome. But uh, I don't know, man. I, this this team seems it could be right back in the AMC Championship, Super Bowl hangover, and and all. Getting refreshing guys in here and not keeping the same guys with the Super Bowl mentality, I think has its silver linings. You know, until you're finding that young core again on defense. 
Yeah, yeah, like, go change all this stuff over. Here's the other part of it, too, is that you want to keep all these guys sure. You can't do it. There's too many talented guys. They're all great players. Like, any of these guys hitting the market, you would look at and go, like, oh, my God, this is a big deal for a lot of teams. But there's so many guys. Like, this is not normal. None of this has been normal. We've been spoiled this year. So, so that's part of the equation. And then, like, think about some of the other stuff, too, because salary cap rolls over. So that's why you don't go and make a major investment in a guy right now as you're figuring out what the core of this is. You're figuring out a whole new defensive unit. So who are those young guys that you're bringing in? They're going to be your mainstays and the whole back half of the defense. I don't fucking know. So let's let's see what some of those things are. Let's make some gambles. Let's see who's a who's a real player for this team going forward this year, especially for the defense, and then go and make some investments once you've carried over a little bit of cap once you've cleared a lot of dead money. And, like, next year, if you run through all the contracts, there's no obvious cuts next year. Like, one of the biggest things that the teams get into all the time, and this is such a an exhausting process and why the Saints are, are such a dog shit organization, is because uh, you, you get these players, they have massive cap hits in the back end of their deal. It's understood that you're going to be cutting these guys. You're going to eat some money to do it. And the Eagles don't have any players like that. Everybody that's on contract for next year is going to play, and you expect them to be in their prime still and play really good football. So that's that's for uh, for 2023 and 2024 specifically. Is like all these guys that are big deals, like AJ Brown for 27 million is is when the big number is going to hit in 2024. I expect him to play really well, and and that's a that's a still a, it's probably going to be under a top five or just around top five in terms of average value of a, of a receiver. So, like, there's no bad deals on the books for 2024. So build to that. Like, that's you're trying to get to there when the space is freed up. You can roll money over. The dead money's gone. You've got young kids. You've got all these draft picks, comp picks, whatever. And, like, let it ride, man. I mean, that's that's your, really the year for me. But the conference does suck. And the only teams you're worried about right now are San Francisco and Dallas. So, like, who gives a shit? I just, it's like, they, they've got every chance to win this year anyway. So you're saying it's Josh Joby season in the secondary. <laughs> well, I'm saying I, I'm keeping Slay, and then it's, if I have to go with a, a Patrick Peterson for one year and just a couple million dollars, like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that and, and make Joby compete and McPherson compete and draft a kid and whatever. Like, I'm good with that, too. Uh, we have our uh, first trade, and then I we have one quick either or, and then we'll get out of here. It's going to make Vince Quinn a little disappointed, I think. It's a trade with the Ravens and Jets. It's for a safety, and uh, Chuck Clark has just been sent over there for a seventh-round draft pick. Uh, pretty interesting, yeah. actually, considering that the Eagles were in on him, I believe, uh, before the – was that the 21 offseason? Um, last year, that was, that was part of the consideration because, you know, they didn't have Chauncey at the time especially, and we had no idea. I mean, with Epps and Blankenship and Kayvon, it was like, I, I don't know what any of these guys are. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a popular name after Hamilton got picked. Uh, all right, well, we're going to keep uh, trying to uh, have this either-or question in the Discord, so again, be sure to join us there, bellthebirdmen.com. I think we'll just uh, throw one out there each day until we actually hit free agency, and um, it seems as if everyone is trying to link a running back to the Eagles. I don't know if that's just because of funny ha-has or negotiating tactics or whatever it is, but um, today's either-or revolves around uh, Miles Sanders. So are we paying Miles Sanders? I'm actually going to drop it a million from what I said in the Discord just to make it a little more tantalizing, I guess, for this question. Are you going with a three-year deal with Miles Sanders at $8.5 million per year, or 
you have to draft a running back in the first round with either 10 or 30. Have to. Cannot trade down, cannot trade up, have to draft one. Which one are you choosing? First off, when did you become Dave Gettleman? When, <laughs> when did you start? Do you know what a computer is? Do you know what a five-year plan is? I, I'm, I, I'm, just, I'm just asking, what, what do you find... What is what is overall the best the better value for your football team moving forward? That's the oh, question. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, in that case, it's easy to go first round pick at running back. I'd I'd much I would much rather as, as much it, it it hurts me to my core to say that I would take a running back at ten. But if Bijan Robinson is there at ten, I'm taking that guy over Miles. Yeah. Oh my God, it's not even close. Five years. The, the the short cap hits low money these first couple of years. Yeah, oh, I would I would do that in a heartbeat. All right. Well, obviously we both hate Miles Sanders. There is a ton of talent in this draft class. I think from head to toe. So obviously I'm paying Miles Sanders, and I'm huh. going to write it out. And there is oh, no God. fucking way I'm drafting a running back in the first round at all. I don't care if I got it. So. Make it a make it a a, a two year deal. Sit his ass on the bench. Don't play. You know, overuse him, underuse him. I don't care. I, I uh, you I, I would rather find somebody something that this team desperately needs, like a young defensive core, and just sit on it and 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 hang out. And it would kill me to my core. But that's what you. That's what I. You have to do that. You have to do that. You'd pay Miles more money in three years than you would pay the rookie for five. I can no. Get here. I'd here. rather have the cheaper talent uh, to to build something. D tackle, wide receiver. I'd rather not pay that person a bunch of money for the next you know five years. Yeah, I, I'd rather. I mean, the rookie deals for guys. It's probably going to be like I don't know, three million, five million. It's like it's it's not mother, especially year one, year two. Those guys aren't making shit, man. I would I would totally go and, and burn that first rounder. <laughs> well, fight with us in the Discord. Uh, brought to you by our friends over at Reading Soda Works, of course. ReadingSodaWorks.com. More on that uh, as uh, in the last episode. If you haven't checked that out, especially on YouTube, we were hanging out in their facility where they actually make and bottle our soda and all of their own. Uh, we're very excited to keep uh, letting that to blossom, and there will be some. Great news on where you can get that online and hopefully, maybe, possibly ship to you in the summer and the fall. Uh, that's what we're hardcore working on with them right now. So, ReadingSodaWorks.com. Check out all the flavors. Tell us which one you think is your favorite because uh, we've gone through everything. The seltzers, they've got canafes. They've got all sorts of crazy stuff uh, that is, you would think is like, that's not going to taste good. <laughs> then you're like, holy shit, that tastes amazing. So, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's pretty outstanding. Uh, ReadingSodaWorks.com. Uh, anything uh, before we go here, guys? Oof. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think I've yelled at you a lot today. You know, I'm yeah. just going to add one more point. I would rather draft Tank Bigsby at 10 overall, <laughs> okay, than pay Miles Sanders. Uh, give me Tank Bigsby, who I think is a third or fourth round player. I would take him at 10 before Miles. I'll just burn some money and uh, draft some young players. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Especially if you're not getting picks back. So, um, all right. Uh, we will see you for the uh, free agent frenzy. And there's some uh, good friends of ours that are asking to step by at their places of business to come eat and hang out uh, shortly. So, more uh, to come. And glad you're with us. Make sure you're subscribing down below on YouTube. Make sure you're giving us 
that five stars on whatever podcast platform you are listening, and we will talk to you very soon on Bell and the Birdman. Bye.